Hello, universe. Hello, universe. Hey, universe. Howdy ho, universe. Um, I only got four. You don't get a fifth. Even though I have five, well, I have four fingers and a thumb. Is a thumb a finger or just a digit? Uh, that's less interesting than anything else we're going to talk about. Or is it? Pause. I suppose the initial uh, energy here has to be to somewhat apologize for the previous energy, which seems to have been misapplied in terms of energetic applications and such. A misapplication as that is something I never intend, but you probably had to endure. I feel like you've endured my own misapplication, so I owe you one application. And maybe if I give you an application, you'll give me a job. Plus. A buzz. Uh, yeah, maybe you will. Of course, maybe you won't. Because why would you hire me? You don't even know me. You don't even have a job open. Let alone, did you even want an employee? That seems like it'd be a whole lot of paperwork. So, apply somewhere else I will. But where? I fucking need to start working. Like, where can I go apply and pretty much be working by Friday, this being Tuesday? I would like to be working on the Guardian Angel's 59th birthday. Hell, I would even work on my father's 84th birthday. I would even work the day before my father's 84th birthday. So, anybody know where I can get an application in and be hired and be working tomorrow? Anybody? And it can't be in Sri Lanka because I can't afford the flight. I'm biased. Which I suppose is a perfect transition into being disgruntled and frustrated with the American system in its current execution. Not being able to afford an off-the-cuff spontaneous flight to Sri Lanka, for instance, is an indicator that things here might not be as rosy and exceptional as advertised. And given that the power of the people determines how representative government addresses the issues of our community at hand, well, it seems like it falls on us, this POS situation we find ourselves in, this isolated, unfulfilling version of life we're all living, this disjointed, uncomfortable hum of discordance we all experience, if not daily, if not hourly, if not minutely, if not secondly, well, then you're a clone, and you should look into that. Pause. Pause. So my friend in Sri Lanka says, wait, you're saying there is no hope with your vote? You cannot change things from within? in the structural government that you have assembled and the constitution whereby they abide? Well, yes, my friend from Sri Lanka, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm also saying I won't be flying over there anytime soon because I don't have a job. Well, you seem to have a lot of money to spend on weed, so maybe if you didn't smoke so much weed, we could be having lunch in Sri Lanka. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're not all perfect, bro. Smoke a lot of weed, I do, but 
without this, well, smoke less weed, what I do. And in a country oh, as twisted upside down, inside out, and wrong side forward as America is these days, well, without a celebration of 420 at the recording 420 mark, I don't know if I would be getting through the Life Sands recordings as efficiently, effectively, or even at all. And I do have a dilemma when it comes to drugs, because I know that the issue of fentanyl and other addictive substances, but that one in particular, are ruining lives on a daily basis here. The program, I believe, for us Americans is to placate us with distraction, create enough hollow emptiness in that distracted pursuit of life to realize our fulfillment is likely not coming, and then have a grotesque supply of feel-good addictive medication to help counteract those thoughts of insignificant life unfulfilled moments until that's all the fulfillment your body can think about and eventually you overdose and quit being a useless eater of the goyim. Well, I'm going to have to run out of wheat checks first. I know that. So, yeah, smoke a little too much weed. Would I agree that I do? But do I envision a life that's better, that's completely free of weed? No, I don't. In fact, the one thing I will say about planet Earth is weed and Rice Krispie treats are almost worth the whole effort. But becoming a drug addict because your doctor gave you pain medication that your system was inclined to want more of, and then more of, and then more of, and then more of, until you're an addict, not of your own design, but a systemic outcome of a broken situation that eventually touches all of us. Because we get the government and the leadership we deserve. And otherwise, buck up, get involved, make a change, and create a better world. Okay. No, okay. Listen, I kind of agree with most of that, except the part where you say that uh, <coughs> it's time for us to get our shit together, vote a better world, and make a better outcome for all of us. There's a broken part of that equation, which is vote a better world. And I know that when I say things like all the elections, at least since Clinton, have been stolen or have been uh, programmed to an outcome of predetermined um, 
orientation. Well, I'm serious. And if you want to go find out why I'm serious, the information is available. What you need to do is you need to start with one. Well, at least this is where I started because the, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me factor here is an 11 and will honestly make you less hmm, grounded in your reality. And it's only going to get worse after that. But it's critical that you know what you're dealing with if you expect to find a path to correct what's wrong and improve what's dysfunctional. So, knowing that the voting machines are broken or that they are in a situation where fixing them is no problem. Well, this has been proven multiple times. How many of those proofs have you been aware of, discovered, or somehow been shown this far in life? Zero? Okay, why do you think that is? Because the vulnerability and hackability of our machines even has made an HBO movie documentary about a woman named Bev Harris, who is one of the true heroes in the story of fucking getting our vote back to representing the people it's supposed to represent. And her attempt at waking up the world went nowhere. Not by the lack of revelation in what she was here to tell us, but in the clamp-down control of the people and organizations whose interests in seeing that story never get told, well, they were the very outlets determining whether or not Bev Harris had a story worth a shit to tell. And this is the first broken feedback loop that leads to the situation that is an out-of-control, small contingent of government stalwarts taking over all of U.S. resources and capabilities to affect an outcome of their design to a, an end game that only they can see or give a shit to create. And since we can repeatedly demonstrate that our voting machines are unreliable and useless as logs of a true documented nature like voting, well, what do we do? What do we do? And hang on, pause. All right. The uh, 70s vote in Florida is a book that I think 
was written by one brother about another brother getting elected or his, his attempt to get elected. Anyway, there are two authors. I didn't write their names down. They're brothers. The book is vote scam. It's one word. The election was in Florida and they have, they have in, they have incontrovertible, uncontestable, and some other mispronounceable misuse of a word that means if you can't see that they are showing you a voting system that was rigged, then you can't see. So instead, get the Braille version of the book and fingertip read your way to the conclusion that is inevitable. They prove the election was invalid and nobody did anything about it. In fact, it took 20 years, I think, for them to even get the book published. They had to self-publish the book. But that's an election from, I believe, 78. So that's the first instance of clear voting fraud that I know of. And then you can go to Bev Harris in 2002. and Well, actually, you can go to Bush v. Gore if you want to, because that whole election is not just fraudulent, but it turns out in the end that Gore won. By the time the full count was executed, the results proved Gore won the election. And yet Bush was our president. So if you can't steal the election, then just ignore it. Because the American people don't even give a fuck enough about that to do something and correct an election that went to somebody who didn't win it. So if the Supreme Court can hand you the decision, then what's the point of fucking voting? Well, Bev Harris proved that the Supreme Court doesn't even need to get involved because in 2002, in her documentary, uh, well, go to blackboxvoting.org. Thank Bev Harris for being the sort of investigative reporter that a grandmother in Seattle, Washington, tends not to be. But because of her energy in that space, she proved that the Diebold voting machines have code embedded in their base in their base BIOS execution commands that can rewrite the results with no trace. And they did it again and again with a very basically educated computer programmer. They did it with somebody whose skill set was of the... I took a, a college degree in computer science, so show me your code. This was not some CSI expert living in the basement of the NSA. So, and and Bev Harris is a hero of the highest order. When Congress started getting wind that this shit was available, oh, wait, they found out our secret. Well, they had a hearing where they called Clint Curtis to talk about how in 2000, he had been asked by current members, I believe, of the Florida representative government, not the federal government, if he could write up a machine code for a potential voting machine that would allow the results to be manipulated. And he thought, well, they must be doing uh, opposition research, wondering how easy is this to do. So sure, I'll do this for him. And in 
less than an hour, had it ready to go. Or two hours, it wasn't long. And said, that's essentially the voting code that has been embedded in Florida's election process ever since. And this was said in front of Congress. I'm not sure how much more compromised the voting machines could look in 2004. Because if you had the attention to pay to look at what was being done right in front of you, you'd know that your elections were invalid. And then I remember seeing a video that has obviously been scrubbed since in 2006 of a Colorado state legislator being caught on camera chastising her IT guy for not fucking getting the results right and to fix them right now because she wants to win the election and flip it they do and once satisfied she leaves the room. It was a clip of about all of two minutes. And I remember thinking, holy fucking shit. And then nothing came of it. In fact, that video was gone within a week. And that was the first, I wonder if there was a video I remember thinking, wait, that video is no longer available? It, there's, it's, not even, it, it's not even indexable. And I was working in digital advertising at the time. So I knew that that was an unusual event. At least in 2006 and seven, it was. And then you can look at the murder of Michael Connell in what was becoming a very hot water situation for Carl Rove, which happens in 2008 to keep him from testifying three days later in front of Congress about what he knew about the election malfeasance of the 2004 George Bush re-election campaign for president. And the weird thing is that you'd think the politicians would be really hyper-aware of all the technical framework capacity to be fingerprinted in what they were doing at a level that is more machine than code. But not having thought that deep, well, they allowed backtracking of computer network connectivity that those scrubbed from the machines themselves and the code involved could not be scrubbed from the network. And so network connections of data being shifted from, say, Ohio to Tennessee back to Ohio as the results flipped in favor of Bush in the state that mattered who won the election. Convincing though it was, and Mike Connell being the guy who did it, well, once he's gone, because he wrecked his plane, well, once again, we can feel, our elections are safe. Pause. Unpause. And to be fair, that's just the shit between 2000 and 2008, not including vote scam, the tale of a clearly stolen election in the state of Florida in either 1978 or 76 or 79, when I was about eight. So I didn't vote. 
that I know of, but somebody could have used my identity and voted for me. Unpause. I'm kidding. That sort of shit, that sort of, I'm going to use my dead grandmother's identity and go vote twice. Shit. While it happens, it does not happen by individuals going to double vote more than a handful of times in any election. And by handful, I mean, take out your hand, see how many digits are on it, and then think, okay, that's the most of those that could happen. Five. A vote for president, take your other hand out, and that's the most. Ten. Now, every single digit that you're looking at, think about a machine in a state representative of the entire vote tabulation that is compromisable. And then multiply it by five. And you'll know exactly the voting situation in America as it sits today. Pause. And why? Because we let it. Um, Pause. It is the 21st century. And I can't follow my vote from tabulation to count to totals to winners and losers. I should be able to see everything from exactly when I hit vote. I should get a printout of everything that just got sent through with a fingerprint of identification that now makes my vote unique that I can then use to follow myself through the collection from my region to my state to my nation and see it all done correctly and see that it all coalesces with everybody else having verified their vote, that it's all correct. The fact that we live in a situation other than knowing our votes are secure and absolutely 100% accurate is because we allow it. Because we listen to people tell us it's too complex. Bullshit. It's fucking easy. Unpause. But then the people who are voting would actually see their votes have a result in impacting what wins and loses. And since right now we don't have any say, that alone would change the landscape of our country into the one that at least was hopping forward instead of stalling and moving the rest of the world back. Just fixing the vote would fix this nation's steering issue where no forward direction seems to be an option. That's not enough to get us to the level necessary to make this planet what it's capable of, but it's enough for us to stop being the reason this this planet is moving backward. And that's the truth. Unpause. And I know these are the kinds of words that in this country can uh, result in a lot of people thinking I am missing the message. To those people, I say, no, I'm not. I get the message because it's loud and clear wherever I look. I can't miss 
the message. And being in a situation that forces that obligation, I reject the message and say there's a better message. One that isn't dependent on me feeling like I'm a problem and that we don't have solutions, but one that embraces we're all the solution and none of us are the problem except the ones who refuse to admit that they've gained the system in their favor and in their favor alone and have now got a stranglehold on the channels that are used to correct that scenario to the point that none of us can do anything except come together as one and demand wholesale changes to the systems that are broken. No other approach has a chance. All right, now, especially from those of you on the outside looking at America, the, um, the reality is voter suppression techniques, voter ID registration requirements, more and more bureaucratic um, uh, overlay in a system of voting is designed to create enough complexity and um, and nuisance to reduce the operable set of manipulation to something more manageable. And by throwing us into um, chaotic situations on the regular, whether it be broken machines or down uh, uh, electricity, whatever it is that causes you to wait five and a half hours in a line to vote, which I think if you haven't experienced at least queuing up for an hour to vote, then you probably don't vote as regularly as I do, which is never. But those of you who vote, I know vote inconveniently almost every election. And while some of that's gotten better, and some of you can probably tell me a story of never having done anything but waltz right in, vote, and waltz right out, to what, Bach? I would waltz to Bach if I were going to vote. But having no waltzing partners currently, and having no intention of voting at all, well, I just speak of things I only have witnessed second-handedly, not have experienced personally. But disruptive voting experiences are by design. They both reduce enthusiasm to vote again and reduce the number of actual votes that need manipulating to make sure the outcome determined is the outcome desired. And when the circumstances are such that you have machines and you have participants that are compromisable. Well, it doesn't just come down to what Nancy Pelosi wants to have done for her own personal gain in stock market futures that she and her husband manipulate for financial windfalls. While that's grotesque and unfortunately part of the system way beyond just Nancy Pelosi, the truth is Any interest whatsoever can slime up to one of our on-the-take politicians and force a hand through the voting machines that are 
that have no integrity of doing bidding that our country has no interest in whatsoever and is counterproductive for the citizens whose government is here to represent them in a judicious and equitable manner. That integrity is gone. And I don't blame Nancy Pelosi any more than I blame Newt Gingrich, any more than I blame Ronald Reagan. We have, again, allowed enough wrongdoing to just go unanswered and unaccounted for that the wrongdoers no longer fear any comeuppance whatsoever. And smartly, in the time when our whatever attitude toward them was dominant, they have secured the resources that are our judicial system and even the highest crimes have infiltrated our legislative bodies that are designed as checks and balances to keep shit like this from happening. We're not up against an, a ragtag assembly of lucky conspiracy conspirators who have just stumbled into a situation they're leveraging for the most they can while they've got it. No, we are up against the most keen minds of self-protection and self-fulfillment the country can develop. They're the best of the best in a situation that they have now Hmm. massaged and fortified to their advantage and to their protection in ways that if we can't, as a nation, say it's all got to go, everything about the way that you can compromise our system can't continue and must be corrected by all of us. However, we want to determine to stop the ownership of the Justice Department being more than Congress can overcome in their recommendations to subpoena, arrest, and indict the people doing wrong in our country. If Congress can determine our villainous actors are now these And here is the Justice Department saying, well, we're just not interested in going forward on that. Well, that breaks our system. Just as quickly as not being able to trust our vote, the players that are there now have isolated themselves from our ability to deal with them in a straightforward manner through our legislative bodies. There's a reason You don't get a choice but Trump versus Biden. And that reason has nothing to do with your disinterest in making this country better and has everything to do with the interest of the people who don't give a damn one way or another.